Hi, I'm Rosie, and this is your invitation to join me in my weekly musings where I go into a little bit more of soul searching. The stories of our lives create a beautifully colored tapestry interwoven by connecting threads. When we follow these threads that are tugging at our hearts, we're open to each other's creativity and higher artistic frequencies. So here at the Mystic Rose Studio, you might hear some quirky sounds in the mountain setting. But wherever you are, and in the midst of all your quirky sounds all around you, I invite you to join me and keep following those threads. Whew. So before we start with today's interview um, with Fallon, I just want to say I really missed doing these podcasts, not just the interviews with others, but connecting with you, even if it feels like a one-way connection, I get so much out of putting out my energy, my frequency, and having you, those of you who've reached out to me and let me know how much that you enjoy my ramblings, my musings. Um, it really means a lot. And I know that this has been a crazy year, year and a half. Um, but we're all still here. I took a much needed break from all things social media. I'm peeking my head back in, but deciding in which avenues I want to spend my time and my energy. And the number one thing that kept coming back was podcasts, webinars, workshops, and women's circles. So those are to come. So I just want to say I missed you so, so much. Thank you. I am so excited to introduce to you um, this wonderful amazing person to start off um, this series which is the empath series so if you're not sure what an empath is if that sounds like something you've heard before this is going to be a series of interviews of those of us who are empaths what it looks like how it's different how some things are similar and how we navigate through through life in different jobs in different ways and different expressions as parents as 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 spouses all things so it's going to be a lot of fun and without further ado the first of the series so excited and so excited to be back so i'm here with fallon and we're going to talk about how we met um, what you what you do for a profession because we're kind of giving hints but people might be a little stuck <laughs> and then um, our topic for it's actually going to be a series so you're the first one of this series. Well I'm Fallon and uh, like Rosie was saying we actually met oh my gosh it was earlier this year although it feels like years ago um, and Rosie, I was actually one of Rosie's clients. Uh, we met through a uh, feng shui. Um, I, I was doing a feng shui con 
consultation and the my consultant was like hey you're having this problem in your house I, I really think you need to go talk to Rosie and so she connected us and it's been the most amazing journey ever since um, and it's really funny because in my day-to-day -day life I actually am an engineer I'm a chemical engineer and so it's completely opposite of mm -hmm. the path that I'm pursuing now but it's very interesting because I am kind of combining the two is like learning a lot of the science behind why, you know, we feel certain ways and uh, the science behind weight, like techniques that we can use in our day-to-day -day life to be more mindful and be present and uh, to just release some of those blocks and things that we have issues with. And so just learning the science behind that and why it works, just because my logic brain has to know why. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I think, like I always say that, um, you know, we bounce between like, however we want to say it, uh, you know, uh, left brain, right brain, linear thinking, like, you know, um, masculine, feminine energy, all those things. But we, we bounce back forced through them throughout the day some people have more uh, uh one way of the way they are naturally but we 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 have both in us all the time and when we get unbalanced in one then we see where maybe we just need to kind of lean towards another but i think what's beautiful about um about you is that you have this you know, ability to not just like, okay, now I am Fallon, who is the engineer, but you're learning to, um, because I think we're always constantly learning how to do it better, right, is to really bring that into your work there. And the way you're doing it is by really like touching your boss's like heart center, and and allowing them being the advocate for the rest of your coworkers, because more than likely you're the only one that's going to be able to deliver it that way because you're an empath and you are constantly tapping in and feeling how your boss is feeling, how the you know your coworkers are feeling and how you're feeling. And until we really learn who we are, do we know like oh, wait, is that mine or is that theirs? But when we usually, I, I feel this for myself, when I'm advocating for someone else, it's really easy to like, to speak on their behalf. When it's myself, I might like cry, you know, like whatever, like all, all the emotions, right? But I'm learning, I'm learning to step aside and like advocate for myself. And I think that's something that's really important. I'm going to read really quick a couple things because I think it's really interesting that certain words, I didn't know that there was a word or people, other people out there that were like me, you know, mm -hmm. um, I grew up like most if anybody who is called to hear this, I'm sure they're all like, yes, you know, um, <laughs> oddball, super sensitive you know i was called either crybaby or know-it-all um 
uh, when I would speak, and you, I, I still know that a lot of times downloads and things are coming into my brain faster than I'm able to speak it. And I, and I feel like it's because that's not the natural way I communicate. I communicate by feeling into whatever somebody else is seeing. Like somebody can be speaking to in front of me, talking to me, and I can really be like, we're like lie detectors. I can say like, that's not what you feel. <laughs> that's not what you want to tell me. That's not what you, that's, you're totally bullshitting right now. You are just saying what you think I want to hear. And that's, I, I don't believe you. And you don't even believe yourself. Well, maybe you believe yourself, but like, you know, <laughs> Um, so it was until like really learning and, 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 and researching kind of that wanting, like, why am I so different? Why do I feel this way? Um, then, then started searching out. So I think it's amazing that now we see so many people really like being open to their gifts and their abilities and let's face it the babies that are coming out and I say babies like anyone under 25 are coming out like always connected and it's a it's it's really cool to see how the shift is and the changes but I think it's um our responsibility now you know especially I feel like myself being older like to help bridge that gap so that somebody doesn't feel so lost in their emotions and just kind of spinning, you know, um, because I, I just like pulled up the word empath and normally it would be on either like a metaphysical site or like there's some really great books and I'll put it in the show notes because um, there's some some amazing ones. Um, Dr. Judith uh, Orloff has a great one. That was probably the first one that actually bridged like the science to it of highly sensitive individuals and, uh, and how people can be highly sensitive, like to sound, to sight, you know, to, to light and things like that, but not necessarily an empath, but most at all i think all empaths are highly sensitive so it's almost like this double whammy of not only are you hypersensitive and have these like like bionic ears and and smell or whatever but also we kind of live like across the veil like mm -hmm. easily drifting in and out of that space so that it's become so normal that we don't realize we're doing it, A, or that other people can't. So when we see somebody else like really hurting or suffering, for us, it's like, oh my gosh, that person, and we can literally feel what they're feeling. Um, and it's like, kind of, we have to remind ourselves like, oh, not everybody can feel this or see this, you know? So empaths, from Healthline, <laughs> there's like questionnaires of like 15 traits that you may be an empath. So I think it's really interesting. But the thing that's cool is that they will, at least they are quoting like Dr. Orloff's books. So at least they're not just like, I think in the past, it was almost like 
yeah, that's not real. You guys are making this up. Um, or that's just woo-woo stuff. But, but with science now, quantum physics, um, epigenetics, just all kinds of stuff that's really mm -hmm. affirming the wisdom of the old. So that to me, going back to what we were talking about before, if our linear brain, our uh, left brain doesn't feel safe, we're not going to learn. Mm -hmm. So we have to bounce back and forth between the two. So we might open up and see something and then we start thinking, this isn't real. I'm making this up. I'm not, this isn't really happening. And then we just, we, we learn something else. A book will come to us. A, a podcast will come to us, something that we're just like, oh my gosh, this doctor has done all this research and they're proving this, you know, and I can think of like, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, like uh, Dr. Greg Baden, like all kinds that like have really been able to beautifully articulate and 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 show real science and proof of these ancient teachings and wisdoms, so that we can calm that side of us that is trying to keep us safe, and then we can open up somewhere. And so that expansion is just happening a lot faster, a lot easier, I think. Um, one of my mentors, Mark David, um, who wrote uh, Slow Down Diet and uh, Nourishing Wisdom, uh, he calls them mind cookies. You know, like you need those little like scientific bits and pieces so that you can like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like now I see why. So I love, and I think it's perfect, like we will more and more see engineers, scientists, those that, you know, are usually driven by let's get the proof. Mm -hmm. We need empaths in those fields to be able to really see how you can elevate those kind of careers to a different space, you know, not that you need to stay there. I think everyone has their path and they'll branch out and do other things possibly. But um, yeah, what do you think about that? Are you seeing like more and more people kind of open to different things that before they weren't? Yeah, I definitely am seeing that. And I think it's more of that I'm more open to it. Therefore I'm attracting that mm -hmm. and other people because I'm open, other people are more open to it as well, especially because being an engineer, they're like, what are you like? Okay, well, there must be something to it because I know her, <laughs> you know, and I know she's logical and I know she's scientific. Like there must be something to this if she also believes this, you know, so it mm. kind of opens their minds to it. And I was thinking back to how I was as a child and in high school where I, I remember when, so I played the piano for gosh, from second grade until I was a senior in high school. And I was also very interested in science too. And so I remember, I think it may have been one of my parents' friends or something. And I just remember her telling me like, oh, well, it's very interesting that you're good at piano, but you're also good at math, you know, or science. Like it's very balanced in your left and right brain is what she told me at the time. And I'm, you know, high school, I'm like, 
oh, okay, cool, you know? <laughs> and then as I got older, I became more and more logical and kind of suppressed that artistic type side of me. And, you know, because that's what was demanding my attention was, you know, going to college and trying to pass all these tests and listening to the people that I was being influenced at the time by and all of them were very much logical scientific and so in a way that kind of started me down the path of shutting down some of those gifts that I've been given and as I began to open up back again more towards you know the art side and everything is that I actually, I would note, like, I've always been in my career very good at reading the room is mm -hmm. how people would talk about it and uh, really driving home what my point was and painting a picture for people as I'm giving some kind of presentation. And I would always get complimented on it, you know, throughout my career that I was really good at it. And like, I don't understand how you do that. And, you know, and at the time, I'm like, I don't know, I just kind of do, you know, because I didn't know what it really meant to be an empath, because no one really talked about that. You know, that's kind of a new thing that people are throwing around is, oh, you're an empath, or, you know, you feel things differently than others. And it's funny, you're uh, bringing up Judith or Orloff's book. And I was like, Hmm, that sounds familiar. So I actually just went and looked on my phone. I'm like, yep, totally read that. <laughs> that was one of the first books I read and about being an empath. And uh, I think it's the empath survival guide is what right. I read. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember reading it and being like, oh my God, this is totally me. Like, how did I not know this? You know? And I realized when I was doing those presentations and when I was reading the room it, it wasn't me just reading facial expressions and stuff I was tuning in to what they were feeling and if someone they may not had that like look of confusion on their face but I could feel that they were confused and so I would know to change how I was wording something or how I was presenting something and it was just happening on such a intuitive level that I, without knowing like I was an empath that it was just oh this is just natural like my husband would always be like I just don't understand how you do that <laughs> you know <laughs> because he's so not he's like I don't get it <laughs> you know and so that's been a challenge too is because he and I are very similar in some ways but he's sensitive to things but he doesn't feel the same way I do of feeling other people and so that's been such an interesting dynamic of learning for both of us is me feel like learning how other people don't feel that and then him learning how other people do and how that affects them you know and so it's been interesting to see that dynamic I think that's a beautiful distinction that you just put there is that um there's everybody has their intuition and you can develop your intuitive abilities because we all are given that, right? Your, you know, your your um, 
sixth sense, like to be able to tap in because we are all electromagnetic beings. Mm -hmm. And the Heart Math Institute will like is yes. proving, you know, yes. all this stuff. So I'm going back to that. But <laughs> so I, 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 if you're listening to this and you're like, well, how do I know the difference? So we'll just kind of piece it out, like what it looks like. It's going to look different for everybody. But this is how I feel is um, everybody has intuition. That's our God-given gift, right? And we learn to use it the more we listen to it the more it will speak to us. And we just have to constantly, there's always messages around. And so everyone has that ability. And we can see that with um, somebody who's a salesperson. You know, somebody who's a good salesperson will be able to read the other person. And as they might get better at learning body language and things like that, skills like that, that anybody can learn, sure. But then there's that intuition, like, hmm, I'm going to invest in that. Like, there's just something there that drives it that's a little bit different. Whereas an empath, it's like that times a million. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and, and it's, it, it is that as well that you have to, like, listen to and be open to your intuition. But the messages might come differently. It's not so much like, hmm, I got a hit or the pit of my stomach feels this way. It's literally sometimes like our whole way, a wave of flood of an emotion came in. And we might mm -hmm. feel this deep sorrow. And there's somebody who is in pain that's near us, you know, and we might see it. And so it, somebody might say, yeah, because you see that person crying, but you can have empathy for somebody and say like, oh, I'm sorry, you're crying. But we literally will cry, not with them, for them. Mm -hmm. We're like alchemists and we will take it. And when we don't know our abilities, this is the part that really can become dangerous. I think is that a lot of young empaths, I know this was my path, is will become depressed and maybe even like verging suicidal because we just we don't understand why we're always feeling depressed and uh, oftentimes it's not even ours but we don't understand that part of our gift here is to help others work through those emotions but we will just take it because we like that person, we love that person or, or they're a friend and we'll just hold on to it and keep it for them. And then they're fine. They're like over it the next day. Like, yeah. I feel great, you know, whatever. And we're like, oh, you know, depressed <laughs> and like headache and sick and all these things. And we have to learn that it, we're not to take their opportunity for them to learn a way that there needs to be a, a point where we we need to maybe lend them a little bit of like I'm here and I'm holding space for you but in that I I just see this like I'm putting this bubble of light and love around you but I'm not going to take this for you and cry for you I will mm -hmm. cry with you maybe sometimes even teach you how to cry as I cry, you know, and the other person can't yet. And that's okay. But then to let it like, this is a purge and it's not mine. I'm just helping them learn to holding space. And then that's it. We send them love and give them, you know, 
learning to like raise our frequency, the frequency of love, so that we can just do that, hold space, give them a little bit more uplift, but not using our own personal energy mm. as we channel spirit, you know, loving energy to be able to use that's what our gifts are. I feel like at the core of it, our gifts is we're here to teach people to love themselves, <laughs> to know God's love, to, you know, insert universe source, whatever feels better, like that core loving vibration, look at I'm getting hot energy is what <laughs> we're here to do is to teach people um, how to get back to their emotions and feel, uh, you know, um, that 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 beautiful flower is something to marvel at and that it has its own life force energy and to be thankful for it. I think of like the mystics like St. Francis who were able to communicate with all beings and did it in a beautiful way by writing like canticles, you know, for them and poetry, love poetry for nature, you know. Um, and by having that creative energy and that safe energy is when we hear messages and things so like I, I I'm bouncing around because I just I keep hearing this like somebody needs to hear this like <laughs> um the way we can open up to our intuition whether it's a, a, as supercharged as an empath um and that doesn't mean we're better than that's like we know if you're if you're an empath and you're hearing this, it's fucking hard. It's hard yeah, to be here. You know, it really freaking sucks. <laughs> you, know? you know, so like, uh, don't don't get me wrong and think like I'm like, oh, we're better than other people. Like, we are servants here for planet Earth. You know, yeah. and that's what we agreed to, and we agreed to be here to help others through this dense place. You know. But it's beautiful and we see the potential and everything and the love and everything we really, when we are at our best, we can teach others how to remember to love as God loves ourselves, each other, and we're here to help each other. But I feel like when we are allowing ourselves to just embrace whatever, however we are, our uniqueness and let that creative energy flow through us because that is God's energy, the creator. Like when we're creative, no matter what we're doing, even if it's cleaning a house, you know, if we put music on and we, maybe we, that's the thing that we hate doing, but we make it fun and a game and like, I'm going to put the timer on and I'm going to clean this bathroom in <laughs> 60 minutes or less, you know, like something, right? Or like, as soon as this is done, I get to watch my, the next episode of Handmaid's Tale or whatever, you know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like some kind of game, like we need to remember to have fun in this life mm. and not, um, and not feel alone. That's another thing I feel like we're here is to remind each other that, we're we're all working like I, I i shared this in the past episode right like we work here 
we all work here. And I think when we meet each other and we see another empath, even if like we don't really introduce, like we don't need to say like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, are you like this too? Like where you're somewhere and you see somebody doing something, you're like, mm, I see you. I know who you are. I recognize mm -hmm. you. I saw you like doing something a little extra that was like, you didn't need somebody to see it. You just did it. And I see you. I got you, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was funny whenever you were talking about how we, when we take other people's emotions on, it reminded me of what you told me when I was your client was um, to allow it to flow through you like water. Mm. And that I still, to this day, sometimes when I'm having a hard time processing whatever emotion it is, and I recognize that it's not my own, I just, I keep that thought in my head of, okay, just let it flow, you know, because a lot of times as an empath, you want to just hold on to that and make it your own because it just, one, either you don't know what to do with it or you don't even realize it's not yours. Right. And but making that distinction, because uh, the way that I began to really recognize that some emotions that I was feeling were not really my own was paying attention to how did it shift and was it sudden and all of a sudden I walked into a room full of people and when I left, I felt different. Mm. And that, yeah, I mean, that's a really big one for me is I am so sensitive to that when I'm in a crowd of people like when when I go to like a concert or something of that kind of magnitude it's not I don't find it's as bad just because it's so much that I kind of just almost put up like a wall around myself of like yeah okay, I'm good you know this <laughs> yeah. is cool but like if it's just a intimate group of you know 10 to 15 people you know I feel like I'm, I pick up way more on individual, other individuals energies and their emotions. And I find in those kinds of situations, that's when, when I leave, I have to make sure that I check, okay, well, how am I feeling and what do I need to do to release the energy that I picked up? Because people don't realize when they're feeling a certain way, like, especially, oh, yeah. So when people are angry, like that's the one that really gets me that I, that's the one that I am um, really, I pick up on really easily now of that's not mine is it's almost as if when people are either, they're not really yelling at me, they could even just be reliving a past memory mm. and telling it to me, but they're so caught up in like their mind is literally back in that situation and they are projecting those emotions at me. There's so many times like before I knew what was going on that I literally like my body would hurt because mm -hmm. it just like would hit me like a ton of bricks, that emotion coming at me. And I didn't know how to handle that. And so since I've become more aware of what's happening I actually will just put up like almost like a wall in between me and that person and just envision the anger emotions just like flying around me mm. because 
that is one emotion that I just naturally, yes, I get angry, but it's a, it's not the same as other people's anger. Yeah. And part of that, I think is just from being an empath and being compassionate towards other people. Even when I do get mad still in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I do kind of see it from their perspective. You know, so it's like, I get mad, but I'm not like irate. Yes. You know, like just completely lacking any kind of compassion. And so that's the biggest distinction that I've made with that particular emotion is that when other people are recalling some kind of angry situation, or if you are interacting with someone who is angry, like that is what I've done just instinctively now, because I just, I recognize that that's not mine. And I really don't want to pick that up is I just literally put a wall in between me and them. And I'm like, nope, don't want it. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, and and it's true, like these high charge emotions, right? Like, mm. like anger to me looks like a solar flare. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. like yes. this nuclear energy that's just flung out and people don't understand and they don't, they don't really know their own energy and how to contain it, right? But also how is it true? Like when we hold on to something from the past that's really triggering or it's a charge of energy we don't realize that like when we bring it now into this time like you said we are literally reliving that moment so we constantly are like reliving the past because it's charged with all this emotion into now and so we keep living that moment over and over and if we haven't learned to deal with that or to let it go and that's why you know, old teachings of like forgiveness is not about that other person. It's yeah. about yourself having peace with yourself. You know, um, I'm going to go back to what you said uh, earlier. That's so true is like um, when we were talking about like when you, when you're young, maybe, and you, you kind of have these like very volatile emotions and you're not really sure, especially as a teenager, you know, and, and, we all might have, um, you know, depending on our upbringing and our environment, they might have shown up in different ways. And I think like we genuinely want other people to feel good. That's, that's like our, we want other people to feel good. So like what you said, like, because it's not just reading them, we literally are feeling what they're feeling. So we want to fix it. We, we, we want everyone to feel good. So that's why we're like, it's easier for us to just take it. It's like a mom who would like, it's easier to just clean the room than to have Seen watch that. the kids try to do it. You know, like, yeah, you know, like I'll just do it. Because you know? if they do uh, it, I'm, they're not going to do it right. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that, like we want the genuine well-being of others. We don't like confrontation. We don't like when people are mad or upset. So we'll just take it because it's just, easier for us, even if we don't know that that's what we're doing. But yeah, we hold on to it and it can really make us sick. Yes. Like I've been where I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have a stomach ache, you know, and like, you know, one of my kids had a stomach ache and, you know, and I know people might say, well, yeah, you contracted whatever virus it did, but it was, it was, it's more than that. It's a constant. It can even mm-hmm. be like a pain in, in, in a part of my back, you know, and things like that. And, um, yeah, mine's and it can be dangerous. 
Yeah, mine, I always, it shows up in my joints. Mm. My, my joints will always be achy. And then I know like, oh, I'm holding on to too much and I need to release. And one of my favorite things to do is take a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, or now I have the luxury of going for a walk in the forest or um, being around dogs, like animals, you know, um, of course, like, you know, doing something that makes me feel good. But sometimes I just have to like, I allow myself now, like I need to lie down and, you know, put some meditation music on or, a, a, you know, self-hypnosis or something, you know, like mm-hmm. I need to just power down because, you know, I need to recharge. And that's, for me, that's the best way for me to just kind of unplug is, be on my own by myself and just um, not be around others. And I think that's something that is really hard for other people to understand that we're not just introverts. It's, it's yes, we, a lot of us are that way because of that reason that we need to disconnect and, and to plug back into things that help us to recharge. Um, like nature is a great way, um, being around trees, around plants, around, um, loving animals. Those are great ways to help us to kind of plug back into who we really are and just getting to know yourself by being alone. Like we said, right? Because then, you know, oh, this is what I feel like. This is my energy. These are my emotions. And I will have to ask myself sometimes, like, I'm feeling like I'm feeling angry. Is there a reason I'm angry right now? No, somebody must be angry Mm -hmm. around me, you know, and it's that like that question, is this mine? And that first thought, the first thought that comes to my head, if I'm like, well, maybe because then that's me, that's me trying to justify it. But if I just get a no. It's not, you know, like really yeah. clear, of course it's in my voice, but it's this like no BS answer. That's when I know it's like, okay. And the immediately change of like release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you put your, you put like that other person in a bubble. What I, what I do is I, I, um, I used to imagine this. Um, I, I don't know if I normally do it as much uh, anymore because I think I just, gotten a lot better about it but Mm -hmm. in the beginning when it was something that I really had to consciously be aware like I would think of like human torch like flame on you know (laughs) and it wasn't like to burn the other person or even to um it wasn't to like put myself at a distance or them at a distance it was more of that flame on was me just getting bigger in my loving energy, just love, 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 love. Because like the fairy tales told us, love conquers mm-hmm. all. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and just that emotion is such a high frequency. And so then that way, as I'm feeling that and I'm filling myself up with that, it just kind of floods. And then I would see the other person kind of dissipating. And I'll give you an example of, of, when I specifically remember that happening where I was like, I consciously did it. 
and it worked, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, you know, hmm, as a hairdresser, this. somebody came in and they actually scheduled with somebody else and that person was sick and then they got me. And so they were already upset. Um, and, you know, I can apologize that that happened, but you can they're, reschedule they're or, your, yeah. or your or your you're gonna get me you know yeah yeah <laughs> and so i could have chosen to be upset and like well what am i like so i'm not that good or whatever or let that person really affect me and they really have like really strong energy about it and allow that to make me feel insecure like of course those are natural things that can happen but mm -hmm. i remember feeling like what we do like how would i feel if this happened yeah i probably would be annoyed hurt mm -hmm. disappointed you know i may or may not come across like that you know uh and when i gave her the shampoo for her haircut after you know consultation i purposely and this was like my favorite part was giving people shampoos because mm -hmm. water and then touch right and so i was able without knowing Reiki or anything like that. I just instinctively knew I'm going to send them loving, make them feel so wonderful. Like not only the massage and because, well, hello, all the nerve endings in our exactly. head. And it's also our crown, you know what yeah. I mean? And our pedial and all these other <laughs> all chakras the there, right? You know, <laughs> but man, like who can't relax? So all those things. But this person, I purposely was like, I remember like, just instinctively breathing and sending very positive, loving energy. Look at your, like your eyes are yeah, going like, I'm just like, by oh. watching my I'm hands. Like, like yeah, like, like, you know, can you, know. can you come through yeah. here? Just give me <laughs> my favorite part. I would just go to get my hair washed. I swear. And, <laughs> and when I was done, like I was, I, it had to put, it had to calm me down too. So that mm -hmm. I wasn't like getting up. So I was just like, it's fine. Like, it's going to be fine. You know, mm -hmm. it's not the end of the, like, not like telling her, like, it's not the end of the world. Cause it is important. You right. schedule something, you have an expectation here. People get very, very upset, very upset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> so I just, I just sent her love. If anything I can do, I can make her feel good. And when she sat on the chair, she just exhaled and she just said you know what i'm really sorry like, i wasn't expecting an apology she just was like i am so sorry that i just dumped that on you and all this stuff it was the best appointment she became a returning client she was very high profile like i think she was like the head of a of a of a, the the nursing department at a major hospital like she was just used to like this is how it goes you know yeah and that was like i was like it worked, you know? And yeah. So can you think of an example of a time that you purposely like is in your adult life? Um, so that when, uh, the thing that came to mind was actually with my daughter and how she would, and so she, so she's five. And so the temper tantrums and the sass and all the things. Oh totally yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> So there's so many times where she just gets so upset about everything and, um, and it could just be little things, you know, and she's generally a very like, you know, happy go lucky kind of thing, but I'm pretty sure like 
she is totally an empath like yeah she's, yep so she's everything got all we these talked emotions about yep. <laughs> and all these things happening and she doesn't understand how to process it and so there's just so much going on in that little brain that is just overwhelming at times for her and so just having that moment like when she starts to have like freak out or overreact about something I mean I totally have the moments where I'd completely react back and in the moment not thinking about it and in in those moments it just you know goes out of control you know and we both feed off of each other and it just ends up really bad but in the moments where I'm mindful of, okay, she's just having a hard time and, you know, I actually will send her love and send her, you know, calm healing energy and just feel that compassion for her and be like, you know, look, I understand that you're feeling whatever, you know, and it's okay that you feel that way, but we don't have to react in the way, you know, you don't have to give in to those kinds of emotions in a way of where it's harmful and it's it's not productive like it doesn't help you you know and so having those kind of conversations with her has been so incredibly life-changing as far as for how I raise her and how I make sure that she understands it's okay that she feels those kinds of emotions to where she doesn't suppress them because I felt like I did that because it was just too much, but no one was sitting there telling me it's okay to feel it and to let it go. It's not even yours. You know, like no one ever told me that until I was an adult. Yeah. And, and just <laughs> hearing this, like that, like having an empath as a parent mm. uh, is already, I'm sure you can ask my kids probably <laughs> you know, amazing or wonderful at the same time, the hardest thing in the world, you know, like, mm -hmm. because it's like, no, I know how you feel, you know, or like, yeah. you know, or no, really, I really you know, do like, know yeah, how you exactly. feel. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, you're, you're not telling me the truth. Um, but also so open to like, so much emotion, right? Um, I know I'm different mom now, you know, learning more and more. So, you know, my girls are in their twenties and uh, my son's 14. So he definitely has different conversation. Like I, I talk to all of them now, like the same, but I definitely didn't know how to um, have these kind of conversations with my girls. I knew what I felt and I knew I, I was very good about instinct, but I could like, I, think of all the mistakes that I made that mm -hmm. if I was the mom now I'd be different which I'm still the mom now <laughs> yeah so like, we still know, have conversations and we still yeah. uh, it's all good now but I just think of things like if I had me as my mom mm -hmm. if I had a mom who understood and I and I would say my mom is super highly sensitive and I guess if we use another word that um you know um is a lot more open now is is very intuitive and psychic i guess it would be you know another word but um and that lineage is from my mother's side you know her mother as well and then my great-grandmother was actually a curandera like she actually you know did healing and 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 that was part of her path you know so that's in my mother's lineage but um it's so different. I think the way kids, it, it's like, 
double like those of us who are there's more of us here that mm -hmm. are here to do this and i feel like we're here to because the little ones that are coming in are so open and highly sensitive and empathic that they need parents or or if not parents some kind of like oh my gosh like a teacher who has this ability to be able to like bring out the best in the kids or coaches or you know just like role models adults in the life and so the more of us that embrace this as a beautiful gift that yes can be hard but only if we think that we're alone that's when it's the hardest is when we forget mm -hmm. that there's others that are out there and there's resources and there's professionals and that more and more can talk about it and that you don't even have to put a label on it you never have to say i'm an empath just that you know that there's those of us out here that are doing this light work and that you're not alone that you don't have to stop doing what you're doing you can still do your job you can still be um you know if you're a kid a young kid and you're going to college and you're working at a coffee shop you can still do that but if you're aware then when you are serving the coffee just put a little loving in that cup you know what i mean <laughs> that makes a difference you know the smile that's why i feel like right now with all the masks and stuff it's so hard because when we don't see smiles when we don't see that love and expression we just need to be more creative about it and put a little extra like any kid or or even mm -hmm. i shouldn't even just say kid anyone who works at a coffee shop just start drawing smiley faces on the cups like you know like yeah. just anything little like it really makes a difference when somebody feels they're important and seen there's a mm -hmm. great book that i read called um it was by a hairdresser and it's uh i think i shared this in the previous one um uh, mm, i think it's called my life as a daymaker or how to be a day or something about daymaker like you make people's day mm -hmm. you know and and the more you do that it's actually that chemical reaction we get you know a, a dopamine hit and serotonin comes in that it's proof that like if you see somebody else helping somebody like put their groceries in the car that actually gives you a, a hit like a, a these these um you know, chemical reaction in our body, these feel good drugs, mm -hmm. that it's known that later on in the day, you're going to do something good for someone else. It's that ripple effect that we all have on each other. And the same unfortunately happens when it's a negative, but it's our choice of how we react or what we do next. And I feel like those of us that are here that have these super sensitive <laughs> abilities, um, we're here to recognize and to say, like, I can choose to shine this light and to be a little bit more loving, even if uh, it's hard, even if this person's being a jerk. Because mm -hmm. if I if I if I can do that, I mean, I, I'm just like, isn't that what Jesus said? Like, <laughs> love your enemies. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he didn't say you're not going to have enemies. He said, love your enemies. You know, like. That he, you know, he knew like it's hard. There's going to be friction, but 
and loving doesn't mean allowing somebody to step on you and and to um and and, and to make you feel horrible you know loving can can sometimes means i need to have you at a distance because and we can talk about it, all that other stuff about <laughs> how how we attract uh people who like to drain and plug yes. into us and yeah they're like oh look shiny light yes yep yeah <laughs> i'm in and, and, but i also feel like you know i hear like there's a lot of different terms like energy vampires and things like that but mm -hmm. i really feel like obviously there's people who are narcissistic like they're, they they really have that narcissistic tendency but i feel like energy vampire is different like to me that it's just not a match like i can become that for someone else if i'm not aware of what i'm who i am and what i'm being if i need if i am too um overbearing or uh you know because i want to help so bad or um or whatever then i too can become somebody's energy sucker you know energy mm -hmm. vampire so I, I i feel like it's not just that's what that person is unless they are narcissists totally different yeah but but that we also need to just constantly like reflect back on ourselves and know that like we too can be negative for somebody else so sometimes relationships just it's not a match you're not you're if you're bringing each other down mm -hmm. even if it's because they dump everything on you and you take everything for them that's that's not a good match that's taking their learning lessons away their power away you know so recognizing that too that we too can drain other people's energy because that's part of the like shadow side of it yeah it's like almost as if it's you can smother the other person with too much love oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> I definitely got the whole feeling of just like this blanket, like over like someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. And then, you know, and then there's that awakening of you become resentful mm -hmm. because then you feel like, Hey, this was all just me doing this and it wasn't reciprocated, but I mean, we can go into like soul contracts and agreements, yeah, but so at, a, much, yeah. at a practical level at just like that, there was an unspoken agreement, like, I am the one that does this and you are the one that does this. And when that role changes, unless both kind of are growing together and, and the, you know, one person's going to feel resentful because it's like, no, when we agreed that that was your role, you know? And so I think that's mm -hmm. when relationships, if you recognize that they can evolve and either just change or, you know, uh, are no longer, and that's friendships, work. That's not just like, you know, a partnership. That's mm -hmm. any relationship, you know. Um, I know I've had to distance myself from, I mean, just even family, like, and yeah. keep, keep it at not so often, you know. And, and that's been a lot healthier probably for all of us, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that in some of my relationships, like you're saying, even with family and really close friends where once I made that distinction of, okay, 
I think it's best for me to actually distance myself a little bit, not completely like cut them out of my life, but just give each other a little bit more space. It was, it allowed that other person to one, recognize what I was giving them that they no longer had. And also to allow them that space to grow and have their own experiences to where they could potentially grow with me instead of it being one-sided and so it's just providing that just having that awareness that you need to take a step back and that it's not necessarily a bad thing like although while you initially when you initially take that first step back that's scary because it's unknown it's something that it's uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to and it's not what the other person is used to either and so but once you take that step back it allows that other person just that perspective and the ability to grow on their own without you and maybe that means that you grow further apart but then it could also mean that you grow in ways that brings you closer together. Right. You have and, to be open to all of it. Yeah. And be and that, okay with whatever outcome happens. Right. And that it can evolve and change many times, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially when it's somebody close, like family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I think this goes for anybody that the familiar feels safer, even if it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also going into neuroscience, like yes. those, that's wired together, you know, and, and it does take an effort, a conscious effort. And unless you're motivated by something that pins you up against the wall or the, the, the feeling of it staying the same is harder than the feeling of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I've been at jobs that like I've when I finally left, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do that before? Oh, you know, like, what? Yeah. yeah, you know, or, <laughs> or whatever, like, and yeah. So it's also that, like, if you're hearing this and you're at a job that just isn't lighting you up or, you know, it's not good. I think one thing that we do as empaths is we are able to diffuse any kind of negative environment. Like, I know no matter where I am, I am always going to be the one who like mediates and is able to bridge all these different personalities and the work environment and like, well, maybe they didn't think that. And, oh, I can see your perspective. And I make everybody feel good without it being phony. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, just like, I hear win-win. you and I see, yeah. yeah. But then I'm able to help people who didn't like each other kind of smooth it out, at least while I'm there. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's like what elevates a place, but I always know when it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I just get this, like, Oh, my work's my work. Like I'm done here. I, I, I like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is that movie? Um, where the, the, uh, she was like the nanny. Oh, oh uh, yes. Uh, Mary uh, Poppins. No, not Mary. No, Poppins. Not- it was her too, but it was the other one. Um, Mick. Oh, Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, my, my job's <laughs> done. Like, the book on, you know, like, yeah. Um, and, and that's when I'm like, oh, it's time to go. And I always trust that. Like, okay, my, this was what the 
but you know what the work here was for um and it it is like that's how our actions teach other people like okay like don't be so heavy and dense and hold on to things you know mm -hmm. because we had to learn to not do that because it will suffocate us it can depress us it can it can make us angry it can all these things because we're just they're so intense and i think we're because of those emotions i know for myself any really strong intense emotion cracks me open like mm -hmm. um a sorrow or a death or a birth or anything that like that like both of those both like i'm like yeah. you know yeah. lit up right you know um but I can also romanticize, you know, some things that are sad because I'd rather feel something intensely because that's familiar to me. And it's almost like people understand why I'm crying at those times. It's the one time that people like, of course, she's going to cry. Whereas when I'm like walking by and I see, you know, you know, something beautiful happened like that i'm crying over and people are like why are you crying over that you know yeah <laughs> it's like uncomfortable like i remember when i must have been before nine years old i'm sure um but maybe around that age that i distinctly remember being upset because i was called a crybaby again and mm. um by family you know and and then now knowing it was my higher self maybe my future self coming mm -hmm. back you know yeah. during a session you know or yeah. a session or um my angels my god whatever there was this really distinct feeling of like me saying you know what i like that i cry I liked mm -hmm. that I cry. Like I understood like somehow the crying was a good thing. And and I remember just like after that, it never bothered me. Like I didn't have this overwhelming like shame about crying. Mm -hmm. Like I'll I'll share with you my first experience of when I knew that this was something that was different that nobody understood like there's other stories like when i was younger but this is when i really knew oh this isn't nobody else is doing this and i don't like the way i'm getting stared at and i just i i i, I don't know what's going on but i don't want to be around people like mm -hmm. it was when i started school and i love learning like I love the smell of books. I love the smell of paper. I love school shopping. School's my favorite. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and I went to Catholic school. So like it was the uniform. It didn't matter. You things. know, like, yeah. yeah. And um, going like the day before and seeing where your name was and who was going to be in your class, well, like yeah. such the best, right? Even the smell of like that kind of, you know how classrooms kind of smell kind of stinky, like like mm -hmm. sweaty feet and fart like you know yeah. like even that mixed with like cleaning yeah. supply yeah, yeah exactly the chalk yeah you know but at least in my time it was chalk yeah. and like yeah so all that like love it you know the the push uh room i mean yeah. uh vacuum like you know yeah. all these things love it right but it must have been it must have been by that time like 
second grade, but it, it could have been like right away. Cause I remember just already feeling this, but I have this really strong memory. So maybe it was a little older, like third grade. Cause I think before that, I just was still always in that data brain state that like, I wasn't even really there, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> um, about third grade, like a classmate got in trouble and they were getting yelled at. And I didn't have time to react. There wasn't anything that I was like, we were all obviously staring because they were getting yelled at. Um, and I remember being like, I can just think of it like a tsunami getting swept by this emotion of just embarrassment and like fear. And just like, I can't even describe what it was, but it was just this like, and I just started bawling. And it wasn't that I was afraid I was going to get in trouble. Shoot. I was a good girl. So I wasn't afraid that I was going to get in trouble. I just felt what they were feeling and I didn't know that, but this mm -hmm. overwhelming, like just wave of emotion came in and I just, it wasn't like, oh, I'm sad for them. It was bawling. I mm -hmm. was feeling what they were feeling and I was expressing it for them. And to the point where they started like I was a distraction, you know, so that they were looking at me like, you know, but <clears throat> where it happened almost on a daily, like then I became embarrassed of it and ashamed. Mm -hmm. And so whenever this, which I couldn't control, it wasn't like, oh, I saw something and somebody was doing something and now I feel bad. I'm going to cry. And it wasn't like, oh, everybody look at me. I'm crying. No, this was ugly cry. This was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and then, and then I couldn't stop. And then I was mad at myself because I was so embarrassed. Mm. Everyone's staring at me like worst, you know, like, unless yeah. I'm like dancing on stage, I want you to stare at me like, you know, <laughs> or singing or performing like then I'm good. But for this, I was so embarrassed where the teacher would have to put me like in the there was like a wall that divided it was like a closet but we hung like our our backpacks and stuff so it was an open space and like I'm back there she's like when you stop crying like come back out and so I'm like trying to compose myself I'm like okay it's okay it's okay and then <laughs> I just and then I was like ah! and then I start crying again I could not like I'm sure it was so embarrassing for me. So then I just stopped going to school. Like I just mm -hmm. couldn't go to school. And so I'd miss so many days of school. And that happened like, I, like until I was like in fifth grade. And I, I remember that really affected my ability to really be like, I had friends. It wasn't, that wasn't it. And nobody really said like, why do you cry like that? It was just kind of like, okay. you know, like, yeah, you know, like, that was it, right? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but remembering that, like, I would be sitting watching kids on the playground and I was almost like observing them. It was just like strange, like, I didn't think in my head, oh, I'm so much more mature than them. But I remember like observing and I'm like, ooh, she's not being very nice to her. And, ooh, I think she's going to take that from her. Yep, there she did. And then just like watching <laughs> another scene, like, oh, look at there, you know, like, I'm just kind of picking up on 
And I always adopted the misfits, right? If somebody was like kind of the outcast or whatever, like, I'll be your friend, you know. What was your first memory of when you know distinctly, like something different about Fallon? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I remember kind of like you of just having a lot of instances in elementary where someone would start crying or get fussed at and all of a sudden I'm the one crying and not understanding why and it got to the point where I would just shut down the feeling mm. because it was just too overwhelming and so I just stopped crying and I remember kind of like you where it was like I was always the observer of my friends and I was always the good girl. I was always the one who just was always kind of on the outside, but also still on the inside. Like I was, yeah. I would hang out with somewhat popular people, but I would always be on the outside. Like they would have their own inside jokes and do, you know, all these things. And I would always just be on the outskirts of all of it. But I think what it was, it was I was observing them and seeing the interactions and feeling their emotions. And it was so much to take in that it just I wouldn't wouldn't say anything because yep. I was just having my own inner dialogue like, oh, okay. exactly, you know, oh, OK, <laughs> you know, and it was just so much to take in that I just I, I would like, you know, talk to them and stuff. But it was yeah. never on the same level of so being so carefree with one another that I would have like have those kinds of really close friends yeah like yeah. I had one very close friend uh, who actually was also also an empath and also you know intuitive gifts and like all these things and um, we ended up growing apart but we were friends all the way through elementary up through college and it was after that we kind of just grew apart different cities and different things like that and um but her and I were really good friends because it, we did have those conversations on mm -hmm. the nonverbal level and it was refreshing to have someone like that yeah you know and so especially when you're you don't know why you're so connected to this person and why you get each other so much so well yeah and, and so having that kind of friend really did help growing up but as far as like I always wanted to be in that popular group I always, mm. you know but I just was always on the outside because I just it was I couldn't I couldn't tell the funny jokes that I had in my head because they were already five minutes down the road from, you know, when I actually yeah. was like processing everything, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't that like I was slower, you know, like I had no issues in school, no issues in any of that. It was just that I was like processing all this stuff. I'm like, don't you guys see this? Like you missed all of it. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, wait, let me compute this. And yeah. I think that's interesting because it, it, it really is a reflection of like how you grow up and the difference. Like I, I grew up on the fifth of sixth and like as much as I was super sensitive in the environment I grew up in, like everybody, what we would say, we would bag on each other. Like everybody talked trash and that was mm -hmm. just like a rougher environment. And so like you kind of had to have thick skin. And so um, I think for me, 
wanting to not like not only am I tall for uh for you know for being a girl but also for being Mexican like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty tall you know um so I already stuck out so I, I I know that like when people would stare at me it made me uncomfortable because again I could almost hear their thoughts or like pick up on what they're thinking or feeling like you know good or bad it just it always made me uncomfortable again unless I was performing isn't that funny like uh, dancing or or Hmm. some kind of performance because I was playing a character so for me like the way I protected myself of course I didn't know it at the time but I put the mask I made it so that I made people stare at me had the mohawk piercings like all the stuff because if you're going to stare at me then I'm going to know why I'm in control it's because I freaking look like like this you know what I mean like you know (laughs) and then also for me the way I shut it down was I wasn't able to shut down the emotion but it really turned into anger and I I just drowned it just drinking I just became Mm. alcoholic you know like just drunk all the time like it just it drowned it so that I didn't have to feel it anymore and just also different things of growing up you know just a lot of stuff going on Um, a lot of charged energy also my house had spirits and you know like all kinds of stuff happening you know and and me not knowing like my medium abilities like that they were talking to me and they're wanting to talk to me is like, ah, you know, like all these things at the same time and not having somebody to talk to about it, you know? Um, So it really is like, if anyone listening has a different path and they're like, well, that doesn't really sound like me. I'm not really sure that that's what I am. Like, it's going to look different for everybody depending on their environment. And also our gifts are unique and they're just, Mm -hmm. you know, so different, but um with that because we do have the ability to tap into the other side um to 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 use these gifts in that way and again that doesn't mean you have to drop everything you can bring that into your day just by us learning who we are and this we're all humans by us knowing our uniqueness and our gifts is enough and then Mm -hmm. it's not what we do it's how we do it so how we bring whatever it is out being a mom being a daughter um you know working at a certain place like all that showing up as that elevated self because you learn who you are is enough but for those of us like ourselves who are called to actually help in a higher capacity um we're also here to invite that so why don't you share what your new adventures are and then we can see if if anybody um, feels called to working with you, we'll put your information down below. Um, if anyone's called to work with me, I'll put my information down below, and then um, we can we can see if uh, if this resonates with anyone. Yeah. So I started a business. It's called Mindfully Break Free, and basically, it's going back to the basics of learning how we can be mindful and learning how to process the emotions that we're feeling and um, really just 
also incorporating the feng shui aspect of it because I am studying to be a consultant. And so uh, in November, I'll actually be a certified feng shui practitioner. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, and so kind of where that started for me was um, just paying attention to how my environment and what was happening around me affected me so much and kind of goes back towards the empath stuff is it really having the ability to control my environment and to actually have a say in how my home feels yeah it it's so empowering as an empath to where it's when I come home like that's my sanctuary that is my place where I can just make those distinctions of this is my emotion that's your emotion you know and just have it be that safe place where you can really explore and so when I started to realize that I could be empowered to change my environment that's really when I got back into feng shui because it was something that I had grown up with like my mom and my great uncle were always talking about it and oh, but it okay. never yeah cool. like they um would you know hang the crystal ball here and do the you know all the different things but, and put the mirror there and I was like okay like you know growing up I was like I don't really know why we're doing this you know because no one really ever explained it to me I just knew it was a part of what they did um but as I got older and discovered, you know, I'm an empath, I'm a medium, I can tune into all of these energies. It's like, I have to have some kind of way to control that or to Mm. feel like I have a say in how that affects me. And so that's really what led me to feng shui is being able to do that for myself, but also using that as a tool to help others so that they can feel empowered in their own environment and have that safe place for themselves. And so I'm actually incorporating meditation and EFT tapping and all of those techniques with the feng shui. And I'm actually, so I have a, um, it's called 12 steps to break free. And it's actually uh, based on feng shui principles of the bagua and how you lay that out on your home, but also how like each individual gua is what they call it, but each individual section of your home um, represents like, for example, one is your career and one is your um, fame and reputation of how you, how the world sees you and how um, you get recognized and your relationships and the wealth and all of these different components and uh, really using the meditations and the tapping to actually uh, release some of the blocks that you're having in those particular areas that are you know troublesome to you but also incorporating the feng shui in it to where you really are able to control and empower yourself to feel in control of your environment from both the outside and the inside and, so, and that's like the perfect left brain right brain yeah, you know, like balance. Yes. And, you know, and it's true I mean it's that's that's the whole goal is to have um it's to have flow 
you know, mm -hmm. in life and that balance doesn't have to look like just right down the middle. It really can, it like I heard um, Jamie Will, he, he, if you haven't heard Jamie Will, look him up. <laughs> he he <laughs> talked about uh, how balance is like riding a bike. And when you're riding a bike, you actually are not always straight. Like you're leaning left and right, especially depending on the terrain. And that's life. Like balance is sometimes you're shifting to the right and shifting to the left. Um, you know, sometimes you're like holding on and the, you know, like going down, going, pedaling hard, you know, and, and that's, that's the balance, you know, and, and I love that, like, a lot of times we're called to things that were like brought to us from parents or family, and they were there and they might have sparked interest, but to bring that into how you work and to light it up and it's so true if you don't have a sanctuary and a safe place to rest your head, then you're always going to be in that stress environment and your body cannot heal. You're going to be in that sympathetic dominance and you won't heal mm -hmm. and you won't be able to, to be the best version of yourself, you know, um, and you can't grow. So that is really important. So, and then you have a podcast. Yes. So we also started a podcast. So uh, it's Break Free is the podcast and it's pretty much available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it's, uh, we're, I think we just released the fifth episode today and uh, we've talked all the way from stress and the mind-body connection all the way through how to deal with disappointment. And today's episode was, um, living through major life changes and kind of what I've gone through in the past year and kind of what's led me to feng shui. So it goes a little mm. bit deeper into what I was talking about earlier of um, how, you know, what my path was this past year and what's happened and stuff. So, yeah. And it just briefly, if you can kind of talk about, um, I shouldn't say briefly, it doesn't matter how long it takes, <laughs> about how, um, you know, what has gone on in your life in the past year and what brought you to really bring this out of you. Yeah, so partially I have you to thank, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but what really started it was about a year ago, over a year ago now, um, last August, we had a hurricane come through and um, so I live in southern Louisiana so uh, hurricanes are kind of a, a part of life around here yeah. but this one in particular it was a direct hit where I live and mm -hmm. it was um, so that kept for people who don't know hurricanes are rated from a category one all the way through five five being the strongest uh, this particular one that had a direct hit where I am, it was a very strong four, pretty much a five. Oh um, and <clears throat> it completely just decimated the area where I live. Um, and our, my, our home got severely damaged from it. Uh, we're still working on repairing it, but uh, it was definitely one of those times in my life where it shook me to my core and made me mm. really question what I valued in life and what, what was I really doing here? And 
for the first couple months, it was just complete survival mode. Like it, it was just a lot of comparative suffering and a lot of not allowing myself to grieve the loss of my home. And, and even though we're going to get back into it, it's never going to be the home that I left. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really hard. Um, and <clears throat> so going through that process and just realizing that I really needed to allow myself to feel the emotions that were coming up and giving myself that space to process everything. Uh, I think just that realization really helped a lot. And in February of this year, I got the feng shui consultation on both the house uh, that we were repairing and also the rent house that we were Mm -hmm. currently in. And just that really helped to empower me so that I felt like I could impact what was happening in my life because everything was so out of my control. I mean, I cannot control the weather. And that was like, on a logical level, I'm like, no, can't control the weather. But on an intuitive and emotional level, I'm like, why can't I? (laughs) You know, know? and so it was that again, left brain, right brain, like this battle, you know, within myself. And uh, of course, the logical brain won out and was like, no, you cannot. (laughs) So, but anyways, yet, 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 one day, (laughs) one day. Um, And so, yeah, so I had the feng shui consultation and that kind of opened my eyes to doing that and actually empowering myself even further to actually become a consultant and to help Mm. others in that capacity um, and to give myself those tools so that I can help them in a constructive way rather than just sending them love and which is helpful but it's also I felt like I could do more yeah and um, just releasing a lot of those blocks and uh, doing a lot of healing of myself and Um, you know, old wounds that have been there for this lifetime, past lifetimes, you know, just all of this emotion and memories that I just never processed and allowing myself that time to myself to learn who I was Mm -hmm. and coming into who I was. And then whenever So, yeah, after the feng shui consultation, I was introduced to Rosie and (laughs) she just rocked my world. I mean, I literally, I'm pretty sure I spent most of the time crying when we were talking. (laughs) I don't even know how I got actual conversation out because it was just this amazing release of emotion and just working with you just, uh, it was the best experience of my entire life. It, it really was. I mean, it was just this like, wait a second, like I can release all of this stuff and like just the way that you're able to tell these stories and just weave it back into what you're going through and like relating it back to everyday life is just, it's it's a gift for sure. Mm. And I am so thankful. 
Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. That's how I asked that question. I know. <laughs> uh, it was just what came out. It's what you needed yeah. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and we all help each other because like, uh, before, be like just before you were referred to me, um, I really was like, not sure that this was going to be able to help anybody. Like, I know it helps friends, you know, but mm -hmm. now I've completely embraced that. I was born with what I call grandmother energy. Like I was just born with that. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it is a motherly energy. And it, to me, I, I feel like mother Mary, like that, that's what I see. That's what I feel like. Um, but it's also like older, this old ancient energy, you know, and that um, as I've really embraced that, it's really like elevated and come out. Um, and with that has helped me to ground into that there's wisdom in that, you know, and, and, and it's not me. Like when you shared earlier, like what I said, like, you're like, wait, I said it, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I oftentimes don't remember because it's not me, it's coming through me. And mm -hmm. that's what I've learned is um, to step aside and not do things like not allow my ego to feel like, oh, I'm amazing. Like, oh, I did all, did all that. Um, or like, hey, that's cool that I have these abilities. Like, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Because um, we know that things will knock you on your ass to <laughs> keep you in check. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it's come with more of um, the 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 knowing that it's not me doing it is enough to make me feel proud and good about my abilities. Mm -hmm that my ability is to be a channel, to really be able to hold so much space. Like I didn't know how much space I can hold until I've been put into that environment to hold space. And um, so that's like, that really helped me because before I would doubt like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna help somebody that already has all these intuitive gifts who's a medium who can you know go into dream state who can go into other realms who can you know like how am I going to do that like right but with more and more of me just trusting like it's not even me like you're brought to me for a reason and I trust that and then it just with that knowing is enough like to be able to do what needs to be done, you know? So mm -hmm. that wisdom in that has helped me so much to just like, this is what I do. I, in, no matter whether it's helping them, somebody to find what really turns them on their passion. And then that, you know, it's not even me like telling them you should do, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I see that you do this. It's like, this would be amazing to do. They're just coming through like ideas or potentials, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it's somebody kind of honing in on like, yeah, I can do this for a business. It's usually a business because that's usually our highest calling is an expression of what we put out into this earth. 
And a lot of times that's called in starting a business. Or it's just remembering that you can clear your house of any energy by just raising your own frequency, like nothing to fear, you know? Yeah. And, and to teach that, continue to teach that on and not doubt yourself. That's really what just, I help empaths, light workers, star seeds, whatever we're going to call ourselves, <laughs> aliens, you know, yeah. you know, but I like to call us the, the, the watchers, like the, the yeah. volunteers that came in, you know, mm-hmm. remember who we are. That's it. It, it doesn't matter what capacity that is. Just, I see you and I remember who you are. Let me help you remember that. And that is by raising the frequency. And that's why a lot of times Ryan is that water that's inside of us. It is that release, that purge, that healing, the baptism, the, all of that. That's why when I was little, I liked that I cry was because that's my superpower, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. tears, like, I, I should, I'm like the laughing emoji with tears, like, you know, that's probably why that's my favorite one, like, always tears, even when you're laughing, you know, <laughs> um, but it's like, that's why when people, when I'm, and I'm always doing work, but when I'm, holding space in that capacity a lot of times it's that release that just hasn't happened and I will get like I don't know why I'm crying right now and for I'm like I do you know like, <laughs> like, I get it <laughs> that, you know like it's it's it is the grandmother like come here and then you're like oh you know like <laughs> it's like the hug you didn't know you yeah, needed. exactly and then you're just like oh crying and you're just yeah. like okay I feel better you know but um that doesn't mean everyone is going to work with me is going to cry. So don't be afraid if like, yeah, no. you're called to that and you're like, I don't want to cry, you know, yeah. <laughs> but because uh, I'll do the crying if that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's but, so funny. Um, so it reminds me when you're talking about the grandmother energy, it reminds me that for the first, I think three of our sessions, it was just over the phone and I didn't know what you looked like. And it was so funny because because of that grandmother energy and that's what was being tuned into and like that's what was being projected towards me and that loving energy from that it was like oh she's gotta be old like I don't know <laughs> you know and you're so not but it's just it was that like grandmother energy yeah. that was just like coming at me you know and I'm like god I don't know how old she is but she's good <laughs> I don't want to ask yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was so I think that was like the first thing whenever we finally saw each other it was like oh you're really young <laughs> isn't that funny I know, that it was like, yeah the first time here's a picture of me oh you like oh yeah <laughs> it's so funny it's like but they're really like I feel like to 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 give some somebody this who's listening like there's this deeper connection that you have with each other um and we can say that you've lived a parallel life with them or a soul contract all these things Mm -hmm. yes 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 but also for me i'm very as much as we can talk about this stuff i'm so i i I need to remember to like the reason we're doing all this is because we're here on earth 
Because mm-hmm. it's really easy to just detach and like, I'm just going to do all this. I mean, when I was in my early 20s, I really felt like as much as I went through all the like crazy teenage <laughs> years that were really bad, I'm telling you, like worse, 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 you know, um, then I had this like calling back and I was ready to become a cloistered nun. I mean, like in a monastery, giving up my name behind the walls, praying every day. That was like, it's still to me is like to be able to just talk to God all day and nobody think it's weird. Dream life, you know, <laughs> but I had like, I distinctly had this, this no, this, I heard that's the easy way you're mm. you're meant to be in the front lines and that was like so like no you like to be you know but <laughs> you're ruining my but, yeah yeah but <laughs> I understand like and it also felt like that possibly was something I did in the past life like uh, yeah. I what, did that safe. already yeah I I've done that many times was the monk was monk that was uh the nun was all these things like the hermit, the, the, the Oracle, the prophet, all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just me talking to God all day and hearing messages. is like dream, you know, but now is time. Like we are in the most incredible time on earth. And we all, those, all of us here right now agreed to be here at this time. And some of us for the crazy reason, volunteered to be here at this time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's because so many things are changing and so many things are falling away and we can feel that like, and it's not even about right or wrong. It's just that things are different and they're just Mm -hmm. going to be continuing to change. And it's happening by people waking up and opening up and just really not, just taking back like personal sovereignty and personal responsibility and power. But we need to remember that that also comes with being respectful of others and that everyone's meant to have their own filter and lens and to Mm -hmm. not judge other people because they have a different filter and lens. And when we become judgmental or angry because somebody doesn't see it our way, we're just not really sure of who we are because when Mm -hmm. you're sure of who you are you don't need to explain yourself no you don't you know you don't need to you know something might like oh like you know well you know of course we're human like or we play human here on earth like you know (laughs) uh, i only play human on on on, in tv um i'm gonna make a bumper uh, sticker for you yeah i play human (laughs) Oh, I'm here on earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought, but like, we need to be nice to each other. We need to remember that not that we just ignore each other or like, whatever, that's your thing. You know, sometimes we might have to go to that point, like, well, that's not my life, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's it. But when we fixate so much on trying to push our agenda and force other people to understand what we even our loved ones then we're not sure who we are because we need to convince them so that they can justify why we feel the way we do you know 
Yeah, it's like the difference of when you are sure of who you are and you stand in your power and you project that power out towards others and you show others by leading by example rather than telling them how they should be living their lives. Exactly. That message is so much more powerful than you trying to force something on someone else. Right. It's that them seeing you do the work and do what you came here to do that in itself is so much more impactful to the world than you trying to force what you believe on others because you're right. not sure of it yourself exactly because it's yeah. not a belief then it's just what you're regurgitating exactly what's been taught and whether it's politics religion um culture upbringing whatever it is like all those things if if you're forcing other people that like you may feel something's important like you know make sure you drink a lot of water because you know that that's good for you and you know you might when you see somebody always having headaches and dehydrated you know water's good for you like here's some water like please drink water right you know but if you're like you know you're going you know doing it in a negative way we'll just keep using water like you're so stupid that you don't drink water can't you just see that all these things will be solved if you just are like me and drink water you know like Mm -hmm. um or even like don't you know that like we're mostly water and by you not drinking water and just like like drilling down like Mm -hmm. all these things right you're still belittling them you know so as much as it might be something that like is harmful there's like you said, showing them and there's a way and there, that invitation back. And I learned that really early on because I stopped eating meat at 18 mm-hmm. and I'm 48 now. <laughs> so more <laughs> than like most of my life. And I really made it because of being an empath. And I, I like, I, like now I can reflect back and see like why I made some of these decisions is one I felt for the animal, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then also, um, it just, I just never was a like heavy meat eater. I just never, that doesn't feel good in my body. So I'm not saying that that's the right way, but I also always, I, I never, I made sure not to cram it down other people because mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I was, I was being questioned all the time. And people were like almost mocking me at that time. Mm -hmm. I remember going to a doctor and he like scoffed because, and I'm like, you're a doctor, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I made a, a, I remember like when I had, when I was expecting my first daughter, of course that was like, I myself was like, is this healthy? Is this not like, it wasn't like it is now where it's like every restaurant has a veggie patty or a vegan patty, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I started craving eggs. I didn't eat any kind of animal product at that time. And um, so I ate ate eggs. Like I I listened to my body and I made sure that, you know, and even my kids, I, up until a year, they didn't eat meat. But then if that was something that they wanted to do, like, I, I didn't force that on them. They always ate higher quality, yeah. you know, and 
they kind of became like picky about you know certain foods because of that but um I allowed that balance to happen because I grew up not I mean I grew up eating meat so it's like I had a choice and I'm Mm -hmm. gonna give them that choice you know and I never appreciated when somebody tried to make me feel bad so I didn't do that to them now Mm -hmm. if they started pushing it then I had I was ready you know yeah (laughs) Um, but um, yeah you know it was really uh, interesting on how some of the things that we choose and the way we go about them is based on because we know how it felt for us and we're able Mm -hmm. to put ourselves in other people's like we simultaneously can put ourselves into different people's opinions feelings like and sometimes that can make us not if we don't know again who we are and what we really believe that can make us go against our values for a little while Mm -hmm. and that can like rock us if we're not sure of who we are so again that lesson of be by yourself be on your own see what that feels like um journal uh you know record voice record Whatever it is, have some kind of outlet to just speak these things. If you can find somebody who you can, who will even just listen, even if they don't feel that way, you know, these are all outlets that we need to release because we have so much inside of us that we really need to have outlets to release this energy. Um, Dancing, oh my gosh, moving Mm -hmm. these waters, you know, doing um, physical activity, all those things are so important too, like, cause this, this, all this emotion and, and energy can get stuck in us and very stagnant, you know, if mm-hmm. we don't do that, what are some of the things you love to do to move that energy? Yeah. So lately I've been really into Ashtanga yoga. Mm. I just love that practice, but just yoga in general for me has always been a constant and I can tell when I have gone away from the practice for a little while that I get so much more emotional and I uncontrollable of you know how I'm feeling and just and so I found that I have to get back into yoga in some form or fashion at least you know if it's not once a day at least every other day just to get my body moving yeah and I was running for a little while but I found that it was hard on my body and so Mm. just listening to my body and being like no I need to back off and just do yoga for a little while yeah Um, but those are and walking is also something too that I've been doing a lot yeah Yeah. that's like my favorite walking I can walk forever yes in my thoughts hearing the my feet crunch on stuff and Mm -hmm. the slow down of looking at houses looking at flowers things you don't notice stopping touching a tree like you know (laughs) yes yeah that's another one is uh grounding has helped Mm -hmm. me a lot just having your bare feet in the ground is such Mm -hmm. a good release and um on the science side of that they've actually done research where it's showing that there's an exchange of electrons between your feet and the earth and having that exchange like there's actual like exchange between like that is amazing that they're able to measure that now have you seen the earthing movie or documentary no I need to okay yeah and there's a (laughs) book too I actually have I wear um for the past gosh it's 
I guess it's over three years. I, I always think 2020 was like a gap year, like, yeah, like, like it, leap year it didn't happen. happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like four years. Um, I stopped wearing anything other than minimalist shoes. So I um, healed my plantar fasciitis, uh, my knees, all that from just taking care of my feet. And now um, my favorite sandals are from Earth Runners, and they actually, I'll show you the bottom's dirty, don't look. They actually have <laughs> a copper plug on the bottom. Oh, how awesome. And then the, the, um, the stitching is infused with copper. So because, oh, be, we're, you know, because it has a rubber bottom and you're not completely connected, even though they're sandals, so I could feel like dirt in there and like, I'm kind of connected, but this allows the electro, the negative electro, electric charge from the earth to go through the copper plug. And then on my feet. So I'm totally getting, and you know, it's funny. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't care any naysayers, even if it doesn't work, if it's a placebo, I don't care. I'm all for it. <laughs> I it. love it. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. Our mind is amazing. So, yeah, but yeah, like, you know, ground definitely like, and it can be a, your patch of grass. Like it doesn't have to be um, anywhere in particular. Right. You know, or even putting your feet mm -hmm. in water, all those things really help. Um, no, one yeah. thing, uh, whenever I'm leaving to go to work in the morning, I make it a point before I get in my car, just to take a second, stand in the grass and just be mm. like, take a breath. Okay. Yes. All right. Now I'm ready. And oh, uh, uh, go, go, go. Oh, no, I'm just saying, that has I'm been getting excited. <laughs> such a big, like, just to have that one moment of mindfulness of just like breathing and I'm here present and just feeling the earth beneath me and giving thanks to yeah every you know it's just it's one of my favorite moments in the mo in the morning mm, I love that I was yeah. gonna say my thing that I always say to everybody is to breathe mm. number one and that's in like any ancient practice any kind of practice you'll find breathing like it's the one there's a really great book called breathe um listen to the audiobook i love audiobooks when the author yes, reads them same. you know does it yeah so a breathe um and that's the one autonomic system in our body that we also have control over mm. and so with like we can, um, we can go without food. I mean, maybe not me, but we can yeah. go without food. <laughs> oh my God, like, about you? But... Uh, yeah, up to, three, <laughs> up to three weeks before really having like shut down, right? Like that might yeah. not be ideal, but like we could. We can go without water for several days without having like major like effects, but we can only go without breathing for minutes. Like even mm -hmm. the, the people who do deep dives, like it might be eight minutes, 10 minutes, but like it's minutes. So the average person is maybe one to two minutes. Well, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, probably less because we forgot how to breathe. We breathe so shallowly and mm -hmm. just doing practices like yoga, meditation, or even just breathing, like, you know, um, remembering to take those nice full breaths. So I always, I always recommend start with an exhale. Cause usually when we try to do the inhale, we're now we're thinking about it too much. Like, wait, how do I breathe? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I remember when I was a kid, I would forget how to breathe. <laughs> I'm like, I was such a quirky kid. I'd forget how to breathe or swallow. And then I'd be like, oh like, I mean, like I would think about it too much. It's so funny. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but like, start with the exhale because then you're like purge, like, Mm, yeah and then automatically when you let everything out the inhale is natural and you're not thinking about it and then you start like okay belly breathing or opening up the diaphragm and I also love that really our lungs are so big that like they really are like our wings all the way in our back Mm. and we can really fill that up so that alone changes like back into the parasympathetic dominance which is the the healing you know the rest and relaxation where our body starts healing um when we when we remember how to breathe again just like a baby like watch a baby belly breathe you know uh it just helps everything our cells get rejuvenated you know all these things but that book breathe is amazing it talks about like nose breathing versus mouth breathing and all this stuff and it's just like wow this is like that's so cool when we're not conscious of what we're doing, we can we can let things go on like autopilot and only for so long before it really starts affecting. Like our body has so much wisdom. This technology, I would love to call it our body, this technology that we forgot how to use. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's another thing empaths are here for is we're here to, well, we need to learn it because it's like survival for us if we don't like we're done if we don't learn how to use this technology you know but it's really also here to remind people to remember how to use it Um, because we need these things to function you know we need to ground we need to learn to breathe we need to do all these things but yeah for me right now um it's funny like I was doing yoga a lot and in, in, in different slower things walking is always for me like I I, mm-hmm. I have to like go for walks um but I actually have I love to work out hard for me that's my yoga like oh, yeah. working out hard and whether whether it's because I played sports you know as a kid mm-hmm. in my whole life and I love that feeling. But for me, that's the only way for my mind to shut down. Because in yoga and even in meditation, like, unless I'm really like, I, I will constantly be like, what's that? Squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. Like, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but like, it's when it's like prayer or something that's like, like um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's like meditation, things that are like focusing on a certain like, even if it's focusing on not doing something that's still mm-hmm. for me good. Cause I'm like, release, release, release. Like I have a goal and agenda, you know? Yeah. So I have to work out hard because that's the point where there's a full surrender and I cannot think of anything else except how many bur- burpees is Shanti telling me to do, you know, like, <laughs> you know? and really? I better pay attention because like, oh, the back or, oh, let me slow down because the knees or whatever. So I'm, that's when I'm fully embodied is when I'm doing mm. that. When I'm doing something else, like dancing, that takes me into trance state really easily. That's the first time I ever, 
about like channeling was when I was younger and I danced, it's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so to to let people know that different seasons, different times, but also mm-hmm. just trust what feels right for you and for that time. So if maybe you used to do yoga and that felt good, but now it doesn't, don't judge it or don't think that there's something wrong. It's just allow it to be like hmm, curiosity. What is serving me right now? And you may go back to that. You may not, or you may incorporate something else. Like you might have to do Bikram yoga because that's Mm -hmm. more of like, you know, intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. I feel like it's, I went the opposite direction because I used to work out really hard and I just was like, had to listen to my body and like, no, I have to do the more gentle stuff now. And so that's kind of where I'm at is transitioning to that. Okay. It's okay to just do the gentle things. It's just as effective as doing the hard workouts. And exactly. Yeah. It's like that season is for sure. And move, just move the body, like those stagnant waters. Like, it's just like, if you have a body of water and it's stagnant, it's not moving, it's going to smell and there's going to be all Mm -hmm. kinds of funky stuff. And when you start churning it, it's going to kick up all this, you know, muck from the bottom. It's not going to be clear. So don't be afraid to like really allow that to kind of just start Mm -hmm. moving and rushing in and let that flow so it can clear out. Yeah, it it made me think of uh, from a feng shui perspective, the yin and yang kind of characteristics of water of, you know, you could be still, but it can also be like a waterfall, you know, and so it's like this ebb and flow and just allowing that to really just listen to that and listen to, you know, which season are you supposed to be in and have that be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Wow, we can talk, can't we? I know. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm putting everything on the show notes of how to how to contact you, how to work with you. Thank you so much. This is so fun, and we'll, we're gonna check in and do it again. And um, yeah, so just if you want to contact Fallon, she's there. She's available. She's ready to help. And any other questions, just um, either one of us, we can answer that. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Me too. I love it. I Obviously, I love to talk to anybody that's going to like <laughs> fill up my cup and make Absolutely. this better. Yeah. But yeah. Till next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.